What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me, my friends, my <laughs> dear friends, I love these people. Mark Francis, coming your way first. What is up? Mark, how you doing? This is the host spotlight. I love it. Yes. And it's, it's exciting mm-hmm. because I don't know if the three of us have ever been on at the same time. No, we not the three are of you, us. Are you being for real? Yeah, it's uh, going to be really fun. Just That just hit me right off the cuff. Yeah. I was wondering why I was people so excited for it. People ask this yeah. all the time, is this scripted? I do not no. have any notes. I no. do not have any, I mean, I have thoughts. I have plenty of yeah, things yeah, to yeah, say, yeah. Yeah. but no, this <laughs> is not scripted. So that just came to me. The three of us have never sat in this. I was wondering why together. I felt something special about it. So I was like, this would be awesome. Mark and Rose, but I never thought that we, we weren't, you know, a part of it. I'll Give be honest. Give her the introduction. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Then we jump in. So okay. she's joining us again. Uh, Miss yeah. Rose Locke. Rose, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being here. Oh, I'm excited. I love it. And uh, you know, it's exciting that she's in that seat over there oh, yeah. because we're going to throw all the questions to Rose. Oh yeah. Now, she's nodding or she's shaking and her I'll, head and like, I'll, no. And I'll answer with a question. <clears throat> let, the, like ask let the record show. <laughs> The rotation this week was Rose and me, yeah. And then because Carrie's oh, not here, okay. we recruited no. Mark. You know, what okay. I mean, I don't want people thinking you were the the, the last call and it was me and Mark. That's no a way, smart dude. way of putting. You know that. what I mean? Oh, wow. Rose and I, day one, we but were ready to go. Let me give, <laughs> let me, because she will not kind of self-proclaim herself. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Rose is probably besides Mark Carey, the uh-huh. one who's been studying the book book of Ruth mm. the most. And because of what she does with producing things on the church and then thinking through the storyline for the worship services weeks, months in advance, I know she's been doing preparation. So it's exciting to hear what her thoughts are for this episode. But I would just say thank you for all the behind the scenes oh, stuff that you do. Thank mm-hmm. you. Because you, you see whether it be little doodles on the screens mm. or the banners on the stage or scripture verses that we might be reading in the service a lot of those things are coming from rose that's so kind but i'll just say this morning we planned a worship service that's coming that we're i'm really excited about and um mark francis just pulled the perfect scripture for that service (laughs) so you know he's he's being very complimentary to me but it is a team i I feel like i'm listening in on exclusive content this is incredible i have no idea what you guys are (laughs) talking about but that's it's incredible guys let's jump into a sunday in review for fellowship bible church uh reading through ruth chapter one mark francis i'm going to come your way first and then we'll go to rose because obviously especially the video uh people they know mark and i sitting here with computers faithful rose though pages upon pages of notes she's got her bible out ready to go the real real bible well so yeah yeah, we are in this sermon mini series Mm -hmm. in the book of ruth and i found it very fascinating to find out where mark Carey was going to land with his sermon because we do have the privilege of hearing him weeks at a time kind of lead up and prepare Mm. and he will always lament if i had more time Mm -hmm. you know or if i had another week i would do x y and z and Caleb, I know you're going to be in the pulpit next week. Mm-hmm. And so there's this kind of forethought a little bit that Mark was giving to where this sermon would end mm-hmm. to help prepare for you. So yeah. I'll give a little foreshadowing for that. But leaning into uh, the heart of Naomi and the word bitterness, mm-hmm. I think really resonated with Mark this week. And you might think that's negative, mm-hmm. but I think that there is a, a picture and an image that we can all relate to of what happens when 
bad, how do we react when bad things happen to us? Mm -hmm. And do we turn to a heart of bitterness or do we turn to a heart of still praise and thanksgiving and yes, recognizing God is sovereign? The passage in the text, Mark was, we heard him say a little bit this morning in a recap of our worship service that it just was glaring to him that Mm -hmm. there is this uh, kind of tendency that Naomi seems to be have it all together but she was in the state of just feeling sorry for herself but also blaming God for the life that she has had and so how can we react to that story and and I think that's where this conversation can guide us I think Mm -hmm. is how do what do we learn how do we see ourselves in this story how do we see others around us in the story I have plenty of people that I could I mean Yes, I might have a sense of bitterness, but I have not had the life of Naomi. Hmm. And I've got I have friends who had, and they'll turn their backs on God. Hmm. Or they will blame God for things. And and so the text was pointing to that. And Rose, before I come your way, I, yeah. I, I appreciate when we do talk about hard things from the pulpit. And it, it does seem negative at times, because I, I think it's easy to look from the outside in, like, oh, the church is for when we have it all together and we don't address that stuff. It's meant to just be an escape. Hmm. But it's, all, it's, it's actually not meant to be an escape. It's meant to be an encouragement and to talk through things and, and arrive at a conclusion that, ho- holy smokes, even my struggle is biblical, even well, the and brokenness. I, and I appreciate, like, thinking about being here today, I appreciate that Mark brought it back to community. Mm. And Caleb, I, I'm glad you're here because I was thinking about your role. Mm. And I think one of the places that we see this strongly, you know, we used to call it the peer pressure, you know, so you talk about the high school kids and the peer pressure that they face. Mm-hmm. But I think that just speaks to community, right? Mm-hmm. We all need a community. We all have a community. So your community and what your community feeds to you on a regular basis impacts the direction mm-hmm. of your heart. Spending time in God's word is important and having a good relationship with God is important, but the people you surround yourself with is important too. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons I value the gathering so much. Um, this morning, uh, Caleb and Mark were both there. In our staff meeting this morning, we had an opportunity to share with one another what it is about God that calls our hearts to worship him. And some of the staff shared that it was that they were called a child of God. And one of the staff members um, shared from the Psalms where it talks about that God is compassionate. And then she talked about what does compassion mean? And then how does God share compassion to us? And when I hear other believers speak words like that, it changes changes me. It makes me want to follow God. It makes me want to see God the same way they see him. And when other believers share their struggles with me, it helps me understand that I'm not alone and it helps me go in the right direction. Hmm. When I spend time with people who aren't believers and I find my community in them, and they talk to me about how bad the world is and how difficult, how things aren't fair and how there's no justice and and how people don't show mercy and how people take the lives of unborn children and how they think that's a good thing because we have a right to choose. When, when the community I surround myself with is sharing those kinds of thoughts, then I tend to allow those kinds of thoughts to creep into my own mm. life as well. And so I think this the emphasis that Mark chose to place on community, I think is really important and I think is something probably you see teenagers and college kids struggle with. Big and time. If they could stay part of the church and part of this mm-hmm. community, their 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 trajectory might be different. Mm-hmm. And you know? and the word for caution is is regardless of the scenario. So if, if they are experiencing negative peer pressure, for example, I, I talked to our youth youth kids and their parents about creating a, an environment of positive peer pressure. 
I, I want peer pressure, positive peer pressure yes. to glorify God and have healthy habits. If we have somebody in youth who is struggling because of negative peer pressure, we want to welcome them into a, a safe environment. And that's a n- number one reason this many kids are dropped off by this many parents on a Wednesday night. Safe, godly environment for them to hang out. Yeah. Also, though, you can have youth students who are thriving in that positive peer pressure environment. And it can be easy to cool off and say they're good. They don't need to be looked after. But you want to create in them that individual rigor and sense of Christ to to not say, okay, they're where they need to be, but encourage them to say, hey, and I'm glad you mentioned my position here at church because it's unique in that I have pastoral oversight of youth and young adults. So that graduation step of if if you succeeded in youth group, that does not mean as much as you think it means as far as what's getting ready to come your way. And we want this God to be an individual God so that, to your point, when the community comes together, we experience that. That was an individual statement in an all-staff meeting, and we were mutually encouraged. that was a gathering of Mm -hmm. itself. It was. And And so any one of you watching or listening can find ways to have those kind of Mm -hmm. smaller gatherings Mm -hmm. to have that community to build it. I'm glad, Rose, you brought up community because we as a worship team did plan other things around the service to help emphasize that. And honestly, I was anticipating a little bit more from Mark at the end of the sermon to nail home this idea that community does bring value. He brought he brought it up, but mm-hmm. I think if we asked him, he probably would have said, I would have loved to have more time on mm-hmm. that portion, along with others as well. Mm-hmm. But um, we, we had communion together. There is a component of community with that. We sing songs together. And we even sang a song in a unique way that that called different truths of what we were singing um, to the forefront, where we were singing different words at the same time. Right. And, and it worked in unison. And part of the point of that exercise, actually, in that service was the idea that without more than one person in the room, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So if you're at home all by yourself and you're singing yourself your own song, even if on the recording they're singing something different, you don't have that... I, I call it acoustic energy, um, and there is something about being in the same space and having and feeling the same air, I, I, mm-hmm. feeling the same air, and just being together and experiencing that together. So it, it was kind of it's kind of paradoxical that singing two separate parts would mm. enhance the idea that mm. we're here together, yeah. but actually singing two separate parts in that kind of environment really did mm. enhance that idea. Mm. Um, Mark said at one point. Uh, I, I was sharing, I I felt like, I, I shared with Mark this morning, I felt like he had so much to say and there was so much there. Yeah. And I, I really felt sympathy for him in a sense because I, I, he to just, fit it all. Yeah, yeah. And, and making the decision, what application, you know, am I really going to bring out here? At one point he said that Naomi had lost track of the place of God, the presence of God, because she's not worshiping him, you know, Mm. where he called people to worship him, Um, the provision of God. And Mark talked about how the sacrificial, the sacrificing of the lamb was the provision God had made Mm. for people to be in relationship with him and that she had lost track of the people of God. And that when, when Elimelech, her husband made that decision for them to move to another um, area and they lost those things, that's one of the things that allowed the bitterness to creep in. Mm. And I just, um, I just, I, I just, I plead with people, get to know the people who go here to church, Mm. care for one another, love one another, walk together through hard things. Because when you walk together through hard things and encourage one another, it's, it's just important part of your sanctification process. Mm. 
Yeah. And, and I love how we're starting the conversation with this positive um, mm-hmm. idea of community. Because we can talk a little bit more about it, but Which is where really Naomi the application. goes, it's the application. Mm-hmm. But where she goes is mm-hmm. the blaming God mm-hmm. uh, of, you know, looking at chapter one, verse uh, 20. She said to them, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. And two times in a row, she's, and, and Mark brought this out, that she's saying, God did this to me. Mm-hmm. And she's and she's sad and bitter and angry about it, I guess, instead of saying, God did this to me and look at still where my life is and how he's shown me grace mm-hmm. or look at where I can still praise the Lord for what he has done for me. There wasn't that kind of a mm-hmm. heartfelt response because the Psalms will go down that path of, you know, mm-hmm. God, you know, <laughs> where are you? And you can have that call, but then those Psalms still draw back at the end of those Psalms of, but God is still good. Yes. Mm-hmm. She didn't finish her thought. But yeah. God is, still and good. that's for Caleb to finish mm-hmm. for yeah. us next week, right? right? Yeah. Well, and it's it's so funny to hear you say like you, and I agree with you. You could tell Mark had a lot to say. Like people have asked me, oh, what's the hardest part about preaching, or or how do you figure out what to say? Figuring out what to say is is not the hard part. It's figuring out what not to say because you start talking about Jesus and writing things about Jesus. You got to narrow it down mm-hmm. into you know thirty five minutes or whatever it is, and so. It's, it's cool to think that there's always going to be so much more God than there is sermon time. There's always going to be so much more <laughs> yeah. joy than there is worship time. Yeah. And, and we are just to be a glimpse of that. But you're right. It, he, we're hanging our hat on the end of chapter one. And then I'm so excited to usher in this psalm that is another example of, of a child of God experiencing that mm-hmm. and feeling that. And we yeah. are also other children of God that can feel that and experience mm-hmm. that. And so the encouragement we, we can find then is... Naomi and David have gone through these things ultimately, right? What did Jesus end up going through? And it it ties what we're going through with a biblical perspective, which it has got it has got to be the the goal of the pulpit to do that. Well, and I'll I'll, I'll say it, like back to the verse that Mark read. Um, so before when I knew Mark Carey was going to preach the sermon series, I started diving into the Book of Ruth, and I stumbled mm-hmm. on that verse. And um, I'm I'm trying this exercise. It's a personal devotional exercise that I've been working through, <laughs> and that is that I'm I'm reading through a chapter of the Bible, and I'm finding a key verse that I feel like is really important. And then I'm mm-hmm. doing something is called um, verse mapping. So okay. basically, I write down the verse and I highlight several words. I look them up in the dictionary. I find um, I look up all of the references that are related to that verse, and I really dive into that verse. <laughs> and I have to admit, I really wanted to give Naomi grace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I really wanted, I really wanted um, her to to be in the right and. And uh, yeah, mm. I really wanted that for her, particularly in that verse, because if you look at that verse really carefully, one of the things I observed in that verse was that she calls God Jehovah. Mm. Um, she she says God's name three times. And the first two times she calls him Jehovah. And the third time in the translation I was working through, she calls him the Almighty. Mark mentioned it. Yeah, she calls I, I him. stopped short. There is a, the, the yeah. verse continues. Yeah. and said, why do you call me Naomi since the Lord has witnessed against me and the Almighty has afflicted me? So there's three times in a row. Right. Yeah. But it's Jehovah, Jehovah, and then a different name of God. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, I, I got to thinking about that and, and I wanted it to be the third, the third name of God implies that he is the provider. And I wanted her to call him the provider because mm-hmm. she trusted him. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted that to be mm-hmm. her reason for calling him the provider. Um, but the more I thought about it, she didn't come back. She didn't, she came back, but she didn't come back joyful, full of joy. 
She didn't come back knowing full he was the provider. She came back bitter, mm-hmm. hoping he was going to be the provider. So With using still a the lack word in that trust. way, yeah. And the 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 storyline of just sending her daughter in laws away shows that lack mm-hmm. of trust, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. And and yeah. and just how she was almost adamant of this is not the path that you want to take. Mm-hmm. Go back to the heathen land. Go back to where you came from, right. which is godless. And I know deep down in my heart and soul, I know that God is over here in this promised land and God is not there in the land of Moab. But just go back out there anyway. You know, I guess that doesn't show, I guess, a true heart of like shepherding her daughter-in-laws to be like, right. come with me. Let's go back right. to the place of worship. And pointing them to the pointing them to the yeah. to the real the mm-hmm. real God that mm-hmm. she had a full knowledge of. And mm-hmm. I mean it, I, it, it makes me sad because I really want yeah. me to be, you know. Yeah, it, it's sad. But at the same time, I don't know if it's just me. It's encouraging to see somebody go through this and r- read that it has been gone through mm. before. Yeah. Do you know how many of my friends growing up not in the church or of the faith just think it's, a, it's, it's about success and, and works and once you have it all together, you go to church? If they read a passage like this, they would say, why would God even allow that in there? Right. Yeah. And and it's true. it's it's scenarios like that that just get me so excited and encouraged because it's biblical. It's in here. God wants it there. The journey of a child not coming to a conclusion that we all can look at back at with all 66 books going, "What are you doing?" right? Yeah, right. Yeah. We yeah. we can soak it up yeah, a little yeah. bit and and be aware of the brokenness and and it's it's stories like this that put a face to the grieve with those who grieve. There's a time for mourning and a time for joy. You know how many right. times I've scraped over those verses like blah, blah, blah. No, we got to sometimes. Yeah, and right. Ruth chapter one is not the end of the book. Ruth, it's, right. not, it's not the end of the story. So we can say, oh my goodness, it's the end of the chapter mm-hmm. and the end of the Sunday morning. Well, guess what, guys? If that's all your walk is, is until <laughs> Mark opens his mouth. Actually, it's me. Hey, <laughs> until I open yeah. my mouth next right. week, right? Uh, sorry, that was so trippy for me. <laughs> It's like, what does the rest of your week look like? Because what I appreciate you guys pulling out is you want to keep reading then. Yeah. And yeah, and th- there is something that's so cool about that. In fact, the last time Rose was on Sermon Spotlight, she mentioned something along the lines of the world gets storytelling very well. It does TV and movies and, and entertainment well. Yeah. Th- this is a cliffhanger. Yeah. A- and true. it's a read more that's and true. cling hang on tight kind of thing. And I just think that's cool. And Mark did a good job embodying that. Yeah. And the stories of the Bible, they're real. You know, so this is not fiction. This is not fiction. This is something, you know, happened 3,000 so years ago. Mm -hmm. And and people are really wrestling and struggling with this. And God is a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm -hmm. And so the word that we're reading about is the same God. And so his heart and compassion for Naomi is the same as the heart and compassion mm-hmm. for the three of us sitting here or anybody yeah. listening. And so his character coming through in the story of, I think we're going to start seeing it more and more in, the, the, in this book of Ruth, of his sovereign plan and his heart and his, his compassion to his people. Mm-hmm. You know, God still loves Naomi in this <laughs> moment of bitterness in this moment of he didn't strike her dead when she was basically like, God, you don't mm. eat bitterly. Yeah, you know, yeah. th- there is this there's this idea of yes, there's still a salvation plan coming. There's still redemption coming. Mm-hmm. And and we can look at Ruth in the same light. Um, you know, this even this is chapter one, you know, where is Ruth in as a part of this story? Mm. Um, just coming alongside graciously, bearing with Naomi through her bitterness and saying, No, I'm gonna stick with you. 
Mm. Um, and so there's there's still the positivity that you can see out of this. Yeah. The heart of God and the character and his love for his people. And that's the irony. The 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 encouragement isn't in the chapter and the passage. So we have to think, okay, but what do I know about God? We, w- when we're aware of the trial, I have to think, what, what do I know about him already from other passages, from other stories, from other experiences? And we can do that with our own life and say, okay, for sure, things are rough. And but we God know, is good. And we know people that go through stuff. Right. And again, that's part oh, yeah. of the conversations here is how do we make it real today for Which us? Which is why this podcast well, exists. And I think, I think part of it, like, like we see in Naomi this, we see that she doesn't feel it. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, I mean, Caleb, we, you had a conversation in the worship planning team meeting not so long ago about how how culture now is about how you feel, right? Mm-hmm. So Naomi, Naomi admittedly says, I feel bitter, mm-hmm right? Um, but she uses that word, God is the provider. Mm. So even though she feels mm-hmm. bitter and sad and empty, mm-hmm. she acknowledges that there is a truth about God and she's going to continue to walk in that truth about God. And I, at least mm. for me personally, mm-hmm. that's an important part of my um, sanctification walk is that sometimes I don't mm-hmm. feel thankful and sometimes I don't feel joyful. And <laughs> there is always raw communication in the context of a real relationship. Yeah, you can get right. ugly with God. Yeah, if it is not a real relationship, then it is the put on the face and the smile and wave. I'll interact with you when things are going well, but it's raw, and she's she's going through it, and that suffering, that struggle, that brokenness. By the way, that is what makes us compatible with God, not incompatible with Him. Why do you think Jesus came? That is what He is for. He is for you amidst all that thing, and so much. David brings some of that out in the Psalms. Oh my goodness, it's and just so much it fun. Full circle. Yeah. Back to community. Get back to yeah. community. Because if Absolutely. you're not a part of community, mm-hmm. you will get lost in that bitterness. Mm-hmm. You will get lost yes. in that self pity. You'll get lost in that where is yes. God mentality. Yeah. And, and you will forget things about the character of God yeah. because we are we none of That's us good. have Mark. Let's face it. Honestly, I can say this here, right? Mark Carey's mm-hmm. the only person we know who remembers everybody's name. And over and over and over again, I have people yeah, come up true. to me and say, we met Mark Carey one time and then he remembered our name, right? Yeah. So we don't all have that ability to remember all those things about the character of God. Mm-hmm. And so when we have someone who says to us, hey, Rose, you're losing sight of hmm. the fact hmm. that God is your provider and you're worrying about how you're going to pay for X, Y, Z. Stop doing that. Trust the Lord that he will provide for all your needs. And and then you move on. And so when you have someone speaking that into you, it it reminds you. And we're so blessed because the three of us work here at (laughs) Fellowship Bible Church. We're talking about this staff meeting that we have. We're part of this podcast and we're surrounded by a community it's even a deeper community of church because we're here more often than anybody else watching or listening Mm -hmm. and so if you're not in the staff and you're not in that kind of extra level community where is yours Right. Where is your community of people, and whether it's a small group, a community group, or a couple group of ladies who meet, or a group of men who meet, but even more than that, it's just to have those conversations, not just a one-way conversation like listening to us talking and you mm-hmm. can't talk back to us, but how is, you know, how is that going to impact your life mm-hmm. and grow you in a way day by day, right. week by week, to grow closer to God? 
Hebrews 12, 15, see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up mm-hmm. and causes trouble, and by it many then become defiled. If we are not seizing community around Christ, we might eventually find it in something else after a lot of loathing in our own self, whatever we got going on. But what's so cool about this verse is it's not a a personal command. It, it doesn't say, you do not fail to obtain the grace of God. It's saying, see to it that no one, one around yeah. you mm-hmm. fails yeah, to yeah, obtain yeah, the... Yeah. And Hebrews 10 through 12-ish, there's like yeah. some context, the local yeah. church, do not forsake the assembly mm-hmm. and see to it that no and one... And last time I see we talked about that, do not mm-hmm. forsake the assembly. And mm-hmm. remember why we don't forsake the... Why don't we forsake the assembly? It follows, right? Mm-hmm. Encouraging one another. Mm-hmm. Right, so we don't forsake coming together, so that we can encourage one another in our spiritual walk. Until you from see day the day drawing near, because yeah. there's that hope. You know, this yes. life is not in. This is not the end all be all. Yeah. There's still that future focus of let's do this together and, and let's have that hope. And to bring it back to culture, in a yeah. sense, though, and here's the saddest part, right? Isn't our culture hmm. because of our, it, it, I mean, and it can be positive, but our ability technically to connect with one another, we don't connect one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Or when we are with each other, somebody's on their phone all the time. And so it, 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 we, we're losing that personal mm-hmm. connection and interchange in the process. And so these verses, it's kind of interesting that these verses that are from so many years ago are just becoming so much more important that we start to grab onto them, Mm -hmm. that we sit and we talk to each other and how's your life and what's going on and what are you learning about the Lord? And um, it's just... uh, Being a part of a local church, literally so fun. Oh my goodness. It's crazy. you're missing out because of COVID or whatever, we miss you. Find it. Find it back into the community. Hmm. It's good. Guys, that was... Awesome. Uh, Mark Francis, coming your way, my guy. You knew I'd do it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's all about community. It's all mm-hmm. about what we call body life. It's mm-hmm. about the life of the church. It's about how to grow and connect and serve and not just have that be the end all be all, but have that be the, not even cyclical, but just keep growing mm-hmm, <laughs> and keep serving and then connect with others around you. So Kids Week is coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, buddy. So I believe, I mean, don't hold me to this, but they're really good with the number of volunteers right now. Hmm. Um, there might be a few needs coming Mm -hmm. up here and there um, sporadically but thank you to all of you who are going to be sign up the kiddos keep the registration coming but more importantly use it as an opportunity to get your Mm -hmm. neighbors get your friends get your Mm -hmm. co-workers friends into this building so they can be exposed to the love of god and the hope in christ and talk about uh, here i am here i go again do it my 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 soapboxes but talk about the opportunity to to build community Mm. i have made more friends i've been at fellowship bible church a long time i know a lot of you i know a lot of people who are listening to this i know a lot of the people who are in our building i have built more friends and deeper relationships by volunteering at vacation bible school Mm -hmm. probably anywhere else because you see the same person Mm -hmm. every day Mm -hmm. for four or five days Mm -hmm. and now you really know your their name you really know how many children they have and you know where you connect or how you can connect them to someone Mm -hmm. else so i just encourage that I think I really think one of the best ways outside of community groups to find community in a church is to volunteer. Yep. To and it yeah. that's something that one of our staff members, Jennifer Wiseman, said that she did first. Most people think, mm-hmm. oh, you're gonna connect, then you'll grow, then you'll serve. She's like, I jumped in and I served first. And then mm-hmm. from serving, I connected. Then yep. from connecting, then I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be growing because I'm gonna be around the mm-hmm. community of people 
where truth is being shared and God's going to grow them. Or you and, start to yeah. see people, you start to see people like, I'll just use you because you're sitting next to me, Caleb. You start to see somebody like Caleb Pearson, you're serving together in youth ministry and you start to see God in Caleb and you go, hey, I want more of that in my life. <laughs> and so I want to spend time with those people. I just think volunteering is. Yep. It's huge. Great plug. Yeah. And so after, and actually during Kids Week, there's going to be two weeks of our um, friends from mm -hmm. India. People know them as Saji and Hanson and Augustine, and their wives are going to be here. And so it's a little miniature global church week that we're calling a global church spotlight because it'll just be them um, who will be here just due to the pandemic. Last year, global church week, there's certain people that couldn't come. So they're going to be here for a couple of weeks and uh, just go to the website for those details because you'll have opportunities. If you have time during the course of the daytime, they're doing study sessions together. Um, they're going to be serving and volunteering and connecting at Vacation Bible School, the kids week as well. Hmm. Um, and then there'll awesome. be a night on uh, the last Sunday night of the month of June where you can come hear from them and get an update of what's going on in their world. So that's just a cool way to, to say they're part of uh, the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. They live half a world away and they're part of us, you know, mm -hmm. and we'll get a chance to at least see them face to face and interact with them. So it's cool. use that as an opportunity. It's awesome. Mark, Rose, thank you guys for being thank here. Thank you. Yep. Tons of fun. Very fun. As a reminder to our viewers and listeners, you can find us all over the place. Just type in Sermon Spotlight. You'll see our purple logo pop right up. Uh, subscribe on podcast platforms everywhere. Other than that, fbcva.org is where you can find us. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love, God bless.